0: i yeah.
1: Wrestling Elias
2: Radio. And names on the Titan Charm, now it's time to get it on. Choke Sam, this tent of all, this is wanna carry on. Black Corp, I'm the big boss man. Known to be the whole episode. Vandam, chillin' with my wrestling Elias fan. Paradox, tribal chef, duck bang. You know me, Rim, he goes hand. This
3: new corporation, Man. (laughs) hello welcome to war wrestling alliance radio where we'll be discussing the king of the ring past winners and future winners hopefully and then kenny omega is he actually a great champion tony khan gloating too much and what it takes to get actually fucking over in wrestling let's listen in right now my man Tony, bro God,
2: God, Thomas I mean, drag he Thomas, Thomas. Nah, he Thomas, Thomas. Tony was, was cool. turned to Thomas. Hey listen, <laughs> he got Thomas, Thomas ain't saying it's talking his shit, bro. Is. Yo, he is talking this is shit. Thing. I have no problem with shit talking. I can live with shit talking. I'm a right. shit talker. The problem is what I'm having is, right? Your shit talking is starting to confuse the shit out of me. Okay? You sitting here talking about AEW. We did it. We won the key demographic. That I alluded to this already. Y'all saw what I put. That's like you getting smacked by 50, right? But you talk about, oh, well, we scored more points in the fourth quarter, though. That shit don't make no sense. <laughs> hey, listen. It don't, but my my man just getting his shit off, bro. Like, look, he said, look, I'm going to get a win either way. No matter how you look at it, I'm fitting to get a win. I don't know what kind of wins he think he getting, because it's like, dude, but at the end of the day, like, okay, cool. You got the 18 to 49 demographic, but here's the shit that, like I said, is going to really confuse me now, right? majority, if you sit there and maybe think about maybe from 25 to 49, right? Let's say 25 to Mm -hmm. 49, right? You can sit Mm -hmm. there and estimate that the probability of those age groups from 25 to 49 are parents, right? Right, of course. The chances are that we know that WWE more likely appeals to mostly kids. Right or wrong. Okay. So now, you hear saying, okay, 18 to 49, boom, we got that. But at the same time, the chances are those 18 to 49 year olds being parents watching the WWE, those same adults are still watching the WWE. So I was like, okay, cool, boom. They watched Suzuki versus Brian Daniels, Daniels, whatever the <clears throat> hell he's calling himself now. Great match. Loved it. Great match. Very, very great match. Watch it on playback. Very great. However, the end of the day, We all looking at this shit like me. I'm looking at it like this is getting really stupid now. It's not like, okay, we go on the head to head. Let's see who puts on the better show. Now, at this point, it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to go just talk my shit. Hope you fail. And then next thing you know, it's like at the end of the day, you still lost within those ratings. Well, but you're happy about the key demographic? No, I can't. Means celebrate
3: experience. the small yeah. wins the small
2: wins count just right yeah. nah oops. nah see me i'm the <laughs> generation where if you lost that field day you don't sit there and get happy because you participated all right that's the hell's the problem we get participation trophies out here we don't do participation <laughs> trophies i i find personally i think the ratings war is a whole dumb it's dumb period if i agree why it makes sense, i get why it makes sense or why people care because it's cable, but like honestly, bro, most people are either a recording the shit and watching it later, or watching that shit on YouTube at another time. So, like, I personally think the rating wars is dumb. But like, I guess if you want cable, this shit matters. So for him, I guess he like, look, fam, we get nice an and spank, but this right here is what we gonna home in on. Right? Okay. Why? I have zero fucking clue. I have no clue. <laughs> But here's the crazy part was I said this the last time. Sports are subject- sport is very subjective. You're going Definitely. to watch and support what you like the most. So my favorite wrestler, honestly, is no secret, is Roman Reigns. Chances are, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, they could come on the same time on different channels. I'm going to watch the person who I that appeals to me the most. <laughs> That's what's going to happen anyway, and it was something that I thought about, too. You put on Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. We all know who Minoru
3: Suzuki is, and we know
2: how bad of a man that,
3: that guy is in the ring, right? And but, basically the wrestling part of, uh, of a Yakuza that you don't want to fuck with.
2: Right, and my thing is with that is like, yo, this man, hardcore fans know who he is. So anybody who watches New Japan, AEW, Ring of Honor, WWE, uh, W.O.W., whatever the case may be, you know who these guys are. But the thing is, though, now, if you're trying to appeal onto a cable setting where not everybody on that setting is a hardcore wrestling fan or don't follow the product like that, that deep it's going to make it really harder for you to sit there and expand on your ratings now because it's like, who the hell is this guy? Like, you see what I'm saying? And the guy that you have him going up against with is someone who's synonymous Synonymous from what company again? WWE. W-W-E. So, it's like, yeah, I get it. It's okay if you want to sit there like, yeah, you know, we won this for any war. You want to throw your little tit-for-tat like Sasha and Charlotte did. You know, not a Sasha and Charlotte, Charlotte. Sasha and CM Punk, they had their little tit-for-tat. You know, it's a little, not even crazy, but something, you know, it's a little banter. But... You talking shit like, hey, look at me! I'm the guy with some new shoes in the classroom, and then the seniors in the class like, I don't give a shit about what you got. I've been had them shits, and I like, I like, keep it pushing, <laughs> like you know. It's, I don't know. This man I got nigga, a
3: demo. I got a demo pair, and I got another pair to sell if I want to in the back. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yo, you
2: worried about the wrong thing. Like, like Roman's like, yeah, they just the little brothers, and I can t- throw them all out the club. And they ain't lying, but it's like. Yo, is
3: is what maybe they could have done. And I mean, Brian is a WWE name. A lot of people know Brian. His chant of being of yes, simply yes. And it's, they still do that. And they still do it. And it's made it across its way when he was doing it through football games, baseball game, all bunch of shit. Maybe they, maybe it should have been CM Punk versus Suzuki because then they would be like, oh shit, like that. But then again, it's still not a WWE guy still. Or maybe nah, CM nah. Punk. Nah, no nope. Nope. Uh, it, nope. It has to be that. And I'm going
2: to tell you why. Because for whatever reason, the same people who are now watching AEW or watching AEW who comes from WWE mm-hmm. don't really give a fuck about none of the AEW stars unless they go against AEW. Thank, you. Thank and, you. And no, and no. And, no, no, no. That's not a good thing, though. That's not a good thing. It's not, it's no. Not. That's it's my, not no. Terrible. terrible. Because no, and the only reason why and, I know, and the only reason why I say that is because, like, again, everybody who's so called, quote unquote, a wrestling fan ain't really a wrestling fan. If we're going no. to be honest, niggas no, is just no, a man. WWE fan who's trying to expand their horizons a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when you have people who are doing this thing and putting on great matches, they don't give a fuck. Perfect mm-hmm. example of that, Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. Any mm-hmm. real motherfucker know? Kenny Omega has been Kenny Omega since he left New Japan. Thank you. He ain't changed shit. He's been the same nigga putting on good matches. The only difference is. niggas don't care about. It. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. The only thing is, he wasn't wearing them hideous clothing. No, that's the only difference. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He definitely switching up his, his gear. I don't know what this motherfucker's on, but it is what it is. His man is. <laughs> But, like, in-ring, this man has been him since forever. Mm -hmm. And nobody really wanted to give him his props until he fought a WWE person. Mm -hmm. Now, again, that's not a good thing because you have good talent. And fans don't really care unless it's against the name. Now, at this point, it's like, all right, now you just got to ask the question, who's the problem here? Is it the fans watching this show and expecting WWE from another company? Or is it that just AEW ain't doing good with selling the characters that is there? They're not. You see what happened to where they started, who they was trying to push. Like with guys like Jungle Boy, they're trying to push him. They had guys like Orange Cassidy, they was pushing him. Darby Allin, they pushing him. Now, when you started getting an influx of guys with Adam Cole coming in, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, um, Moxley, they was always going to push them anyway. They bought in Miro. They bought in guys that were synonymous with the WWE because these guys have been traveling all over the place on a very big platform. <clears throat> the guys that you're now trying to push, you have more Rampage or you have more Dark, which is cool. But at the same time, you're going away from building up your own brand it's just as what kenny said about the wwe you're bringing in legends and guys to get ratings but sir you just had the big show squash qt marshall at one of your pay-per-views which was dumb um, as hell you had oh, Goldust fighting his brother on television so it's like dude you got guys that's legends on there too now you brought cm punk back why he's considered a legend and in some people's eyes he's considered a legend so brian danielson he's gonna be considered a legend these guys regardless what their relationship with vince may be or not they're gonna be put in the hall of fame in the wwe no doubt about it but these guys are synonymous same thing with tna when they was hot they brought in guys were synonymous for what company the wwe booker t sky steiner kevin nash thing from wcw christian you had guys that were there that were popular from the WWE. Then you sat there, Jeff Hardy's another one, Mr. Anderson. Then you started building up your own guys like AJ, Christopher Daniels, Rude, Storm, Eric Young. That's what all these wrestling companies do. All of them, WWE's probably the only one. Well, now I mean I say that because they did that with WCW when they the, they bought them out. But they are
3: wiping up the talent.
2: Nah, but yeah, but at that point when you buy out the company. I mean, like, when you buy the company, like, yeah, this shit is mine now. I'm going to do whatever I want, like, why I work with it. You know, you can do what you, you know, do as you please. But you see that most of these guys that he did, like, a Booker T, a Chris Jericho. You know, these guys are Eddie Guerrero. I shouldn't evoke his name, but he did win the World Heavyweight Championship. But I think y'all know who I'm talking about. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. these guys became champions. And they became popular champions. Rey Mysterio is another one. So it's like, it's cool what they're doing. Like Again, I don't knock on AEW at all. I like watching AEW. Even sometimes they got shit that don't make no damn sense either. But I do enjoy watching it. But I feel as if he's (laughs) more focused on, let me beat them so I can talk my shit, opposed to, let me sit there and build up this company so they can sit there and lead this company into the future because that's really what it's looking like now that's just the same thing with his whole like the whole thing we was talking about before he had the the diversity as champions mm-hmm. we still waiting on that shit <clears throat> like that with the lucha brothers you had them lose to like uh, I don't even know what they fuck FTR you have them lose to them for what for what mm-hmm zero reason.
1: But I have a to to what you were saying earlier.
2: Like, Like, like he is on that, on that tip. Let me beat them so I can talk my shit. But again, why is that, though? Like, Like, we can't sit here and act like the fans aren't part of that reason as well as to why he's like that. Because ultimately, AEW came out, motherfuckers, on day one, was compared to a company that's been around since the 80s, Mm -hmm. So, boom. They tried doing their own thing. Fans made it about the company. Both sides, by the way. I want to throw that out there. Both sides made it about the company. So, boom. He does that. He continues doing him, pushing whoever. Fans don't give a fuck until... Again, like again, they keep comparing it to WWE. So then it's like, well, then fuck it. We're going to start going at WWE and taking a little pop shots. Now, motherfuckers is now off some damn why they got to keep WWE names in their mouth. Like, yo, and, and again, y'all can tell me if I'm wrong, but based on what we've seen in the group, tell me if I'm wrong. Is that not that? Was that not the case? That take taking pop shots at WWE? No, no, no. That that that. When it first came out, WWE fans it was smooth trying to compare to trying to compare AEW to WWE. Always. That was always, always. Right. So like, so like. I get why he's on that tip because it's always been made about that tip. He's always had that chip on his shoulder. When double or nothing. When the first when the Bucks and them first started doing their pay per view things, their little pop up shit. It was. Never on that tip. They did what they did because they love wrestling. And even with this, I want to say they even doing what they doing because they love wrestling. But now that they're in a field where you gotta compete because oh, here are some big names on this side that's trying to do things. So clearly they're the WWE killer. <laughs> it was never about WWE, but again, if motherfuckers make it about WWE, then we gotta play that fucking game. Right. It sucks. It's annoying. But it's like, it's like, yo, like I wish you didn't get caught up in that as much and just focused on you and did you because now the narrative is y'all a bitter company and y'all just want to take pop shots at WWE, which isn't necessarily true. It's just that again, they were put in that field to do stuff. So. You know what I'm saying? They should have just kept their heads down, kept doing what they did. Oh no, you good, man? And just mm-hmm. kept the budget. I feel like. I feel like they need to just go back to square one and just start pushing the people that they have and stop relying too much on WWE people. But again, they have to because they're in that field where they have to. Because again, people don't care because the bias is just that absurd, which is which
3: is bullshit. But that's all. Well, I'll say this. What they do have is exactly what MJF stated. They do have the four pillars. And those four people, whether, you know, Tony Khan wants to talk, whether WWE wants to talk shit, and it's literally, it seems like it's just WWE, former WWE guys talking shit about regular WWE guys is like, y'all talk shit. But MJF was definitely correct because the eyes do go straight to the television. I'm sorry, for me, when I see MJF, I want to hear how this motherfucker's gonna go off on somebody, and then be a complete asshole this time, or his in-ring ability—very old school, not that gr- not that exciting, but very old school. So, like, he could talk shit and walk it. Darby Allen. Every time this kid's on, you gotta be like, "Yo, you gotta watch him." Ever since he started, um, <clears throat> sorry, Jungle Boy. Yeah. As well, because Jungle Boy, every time Jungle Boy's on there, you you see a major star potential. But somebody's got to start somewhere. TNT title for that man, and then yeah. who's the last one?
2: Orange Cassidy,
3: exactly. A gimmick that was made up, that was a joke the entire time in the indies. But as soon as that motherfucker started running at full speed, everybody's like, "Oh shit, he can fucking wrestle." Let's go. AEW needs to keep that pressure on with these four pillars, along with other people, of course, that they have, but they need to keep that pressure on with those four. MJF should be going for the title. I agree. He should should be be. going for the TNT title. Why is RB Allen not upset and be like, I want my fucking title back now. Because, bro, again,
2: how can you, when again, when you try to do that, nobody gives a fuck until you be like, yo, something, 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 WWE, something, 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 WWE. And then they feel like they got to cater to that shit. And then that's why you get pushed, those people get pushed back down the list, which is trash. I got a
4: scenario for you guys. Oh,
2: hey, hey, up, Brick bro.
1: Bell. Hello. How
3: are you doing? <laughs>
4: What's going on, fellas? Sorry for chiming in in the middle, but I'm happy you guys mentioned MJF. Uh, I think with what's going on now with Hangman being the number one contender, you see how he garnered so much sympathy in his last promo. How fitting could it be for MJF being a heel to take that AEW championship from Hangman in a heelish way? I think that would definitely be a good move for him whenever they decide to take that title off Hangman.
3: I would agree. That's the first person that comes to mind when it should be one of your champions. What garners more eyes? What garners more eyes to people wanting to see things? To me, it's not really the face having a title; it's the faces chasing the title from a nasty, dirty, fucking heel <laughs> heel that you want to see lose. It happened with, it happened in the past. It always happened in the present. It's going to happen in the future. What who was That's a major who was a major heel back then. In the eighties?
1: Uh,
2: in the eighties? Yeah. I think. That that depends on how you look at how the face is booked though. Like someone like Eddie Guerrero, when he was a champion and how he kept retaining the title sometimes. Oh, I mean, <laughs> or Stone Cold right. Steve Austin where he wasn't even really a face, he just did whatever the hell he wanted to do it and to anybody who got in his way. Okay.
4: Um, I mean, what comes to mind for me as far as heel champions and the fact that they did anything they could to win and they had the backup to do it, the only name to me that really stands out in that capacity is Ric Flair. No matter how much you beat him, no matter how bloody he got, no matter what you did to him, he found somehow, some way. To get over and win. And that's why people, you know, bought those tickets because he, he was a traveling champion. He would battle the number one contender in each of those territories. They would build up the baby face in each territory. Flair would come down there and, and somehow Subway, some he, he managed to get out of there still with the AWA
3: title. Oh he's, see he survived a lot of yeah. shit. <laughs> he sure did.
2: <laughs> That's what most heels are supposed to do though. They're supposed to find a way to you really can't even be mad at the heel for doing it, because if I think about it, if I was in the same scenario, I'd do the same shit. You know something.
4: Yeah.
2: You know, I'm glad you I'm glad you guys brought
4: that up as well. You know, you know who else doesn't get enough credit? And it's sad that they that they say this about him, even when he was champion. And and I'm sure you guys can agree with this. We all wanted Triple H to get his ass kicked so bad when he was. Yo. Children. Oh. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, bro. Hell, hell yeah, bro. Absolutely. He, he would. He would get Absolutely. his
3: ass kicked so bad. <laughs> here, here, here go, here, go. Here, go. See a thing that between me and you. Uh, <laughs> I am the gamer. It's a 20 minute promo of him having th- like uh, some kind of throat problems. And you're like, fuck, man, come on. This-
2: is shit. <laughs> Yo, but Triple H was one of those natural heels, though. Like, I'll not forget the day he took a dollar, he took a dollar out his wallet and flung it at Booker T. I said, "Oh no!" Yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> oh no, I said that. That was in the streets. Booker would have lit his ass. And Booker did whoop his ass too, though. But I was like, no. If that was a know- heel, shit.
4: Yeah, and you know what? What? What also made it work? Jim Ross. Because mm-hmm. Jim Ross hated Triple H. And anytime Triple H was something dastardly, he would say, Oh, that son of a bitch, that no good bat, all that stuff like that. Like, that's what's missing. <laughs> yeah,
1: what? Facts. Like, you're
2: right. You're right. Yo. Woody Saxon on the So, yeah, you're right.
3: <laughs> I've, I've, I miss the heels like that. I, I don't feel like we have enough of them. We have annoying heels. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and then, but we, well, the dominant heel is definitely Roman Reigns, but when he does a promo, I actually want to listen to the motherfucker. I'm like, yo, you've been doing so great with your shit. I want to hear you out. Hang on, hang on. Triple H was, was the one to take over the first 30 minutes of Raw every fucking Monday. You're like, yo.
2: Can we really call Roman a heel, though? Can we really call him a heel? He's supposed to be the heel, but can we really call him a heel?
3: He healed tactics, yes, but well, he did heal
2: tactics and he was shit.
3: Well, this actually brings up Duck's uh, first concept for the show today, actually, was what is it the fuck that gets people over? If I'm not. Nah, gonna- nah, nah, nah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm The huh? fuck
2: is over me.
3: What the fuck? What the fuck over is me? over me? Yes, there you go. I'm, I'm sorry. You gotta say that shit with your chest,
4: bro. There is so many, <laughs> there's so many definitions of over. I'd love to hear what you guys. What do you guys think?
2: Ooh. Um. Uh, okay. Um. I guess I'll go first. Uh, to me, being over means you was able to successfully get the gimmick or character. To a point where it actually works. If they're heel, they actually get booed as a heel. If they are fakes, they get over. They, they get cheers. The character becomes popular, and it gets. It does what the job needs it to be. To me, that's what over me. Like I don't want to say, yo, when you get it, I don't, don't want to use the word over to describe over, right? But, you know, you
1: you 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 get
2: your character. With, to please the fans, and to successfully do it. Whether it be face, ill, anti-hero, whatever. Okay. To me, that's what I think of when I hear the word over. This is easy to just be like,
1: oh, it's when you get your character over. Yeah, that's easy to describe Who's okay.
4: that? I guess I can go. Uh, y- you know what? You know what the issue with that is. There could be a wrestler that's over with the fans, but not mm. over in the office, and that right there causes a lot of issues because we've seen cases where a guy like Batista. When mm. it intrigues me, when when Evolution was going what they were going through, I'll use him as an example, and Michael P.S. Hayes used this as an example where he said. Batista started to do things that caught our eye, even though the crowd was cheering for him, and they couldn't wait till he turned on Triple H and dropped him through that table and decided to challenge him for the world heavyweight title. The crowd popped. Management saw the dollars with a guy like with a guy like Batista. Now, when you look at a guy like Brett the Hitman Hart, who was indeed over with the crowd. Look at all the hurdles and hell he had to jump through just to get another chance to be the World Wrestling Federation champion. And this was after the standard that Hogan set. So now we got to go into the new era and Bret has to work twice as hard just to show management, hey, I deserve to be champion. So even though you may be over with the crowd, meaning they like you, they react to you, and that's one thing that is a big, big, big factor I think Natalia said this in an interview. As long as we're getting a reaction, that's good. But when you're getting in the ring and it's dead silent, that's a problem. So if you can get the people and get management to look at you and invest and put stock in you and saying, hey, we can put a title on you or we could put, it, uh, uh, put you in a feud or give you more TV time. To me, that is the definition of over. You got you to gotta, you gotta play both you got to get the people, and then you got to get management. If you can do that, you are, you are gone. Some people are able to do it right away. Some people it will take a little bit longer. But I feel you got to get both. That's the only way you're going to make something. I agree. I agree.
3: I like that. What I think also works in a sense with that kind of concept is commentary. Yeah. Now look what happened with um these two guys from NXT. The name escapes me right now. <clears throat> they were buried in commentary as soon as they came out 'cause they were uh, I think they were messing around with uh, Legion of Doom where they were mocking them or something like that. If anybody can remember, if they were at the tag team from NXT and then they were doing you
2: talking, talking about the uh the them the, I know who you're talking about, uh, Decay. Is it decay? Oh, yeah. Uh, right, like right, C- right. what is his name like Seymour and no, his name wasn't
3: Seymour. <laughs> <C-more. laughs> <laughs> you're not getting over with a name like Seymour, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> I know who you're what? talking about, bro. They were literally like their, their whole shit was basically like a lariat, like clothesline, and they just you up the like, knee. that was their finish. Line. If you're not mistaken, I know who you're talking about. Damn, they really suck because I can't remember, they don't suck, but. Name was like Victor and something,
3: right? It's the it's the yes. Ascension, the Ascension. Yes, thank yes. you. Oh, wait for, I was like, somebody gonna get it. It's Victor
4: and Connor, it. I believe.
3: Now, oh, the Ascension wow. on NXT, <laughs> they guys. dominated NXT in the tag team division. As yeah. soon as they got to the main roster, they were giving the same similar gimmick. Then commentary just seemed to like bury them. Oh, look at these clowns! It's like, what the why? They just got out of here. What the fuck is going on? Why would you do that to somebody? Bro, hey. they got no reaction. They didn't get any kind of reaction because and then there's another thing problem with uh, WWE where it seems like they forget who was in NXT sometimes. It's not all the time, but sometimes. Like, look at look at how Drop is. Look at how Drop is she was Piper Nevin. And then they're gonna be like, oh, who's this person? I was like, are you Really fucking serious. She was literally on NXT like last last week. Like exactly. Can't, can't do this kind of thing. Keep the flow going. All right, keep fle- so I was gonna say, I think with that, bro, I think it's too much for the fact that
2: like they're also trying to get themselves over and try to, you know, get their stock up as well. That they mm. often Forget that they have a job, and their job is literally to get the talent over, or just do your fucking job. You know what I mean?
3: Right. And then they, they then what what winds up happening is you have these guys that fall in. They start having matches. They start looking great, and then creators like, "Well, we don't have anything for you this week." And it's like, wh- How? Don't you get paid enough? This is what you get paid to fucking do, man. I know Whoa. Vince be ripping up scripts and whatnot, but still
2: here's the thing with now with creative and I think this is what the problem with superstars being over let's say 20 years ago in 2001 you would never see Stone Cold Steve Austin tagging Triple H in a photo or, hang, or taking a photo together drinking a beer you would never see that you would never see <laughs> The Undertaker and Kane just uh taking a selfie doing some shit like this, and this is the thing with the times that went in now is that we have access to everything literally at the f- at our fingertips and we're seeing wrestlers hanging around each other, tagging each other, saying appreciate you one's supposed to be a bad guy, other's supposed to be a good guy, and they're talking like they've been friends for years, right and it gets to a point where now because we see these same superstars in their personal life. In their personal life, we're now thinking to ourselves, like, okay, how can we get someone over with the crowd when we basically see how they are behind closed doors and what they show us? So that makes it a little bit harder in that regards. Like, I always thought Triple H was just this mean asshole that just like to spit water. I thought Stone Cold was just this guy who just likes to drink. Well, he is, but he's just <laughs> yeah. angry that to drink beer. Right. The Rock. I thought The Rock always insults people, but here he is now making rap videos with Tech N9. So the it's right. like, you know, we had this perception of who they already was, and we're seeing that they're not. So now you ask, how do you get a guy over
4: and, 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 and you know, and you know something that that draws me to what Vince McMahon said on uh, on the Broken Skull sessions about Cesaro. When Stone Cold asked about Cesaro, what's the problem with Cesaro? Vince McMahon said Cesaro doesn't connect with the crowd. I mean, do you guys agree with that when he said that at that time? Let's see,
3: party. Within ring work. Hell the fuck no. There's no way you're saying he doesn't connect with the crowd mm-hmm. when he gets a pop for jumping uh, clearly to the top rope five feet and then suplexing a dude or lifting somebody dead ass lifting somebody for a suplex or doing the swing that everybody fucking pops for. He's All done right, moves bro. that he pops for. He's won matches where he gets pops for. He beat Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. the crowd popped for him.
2: Well, here's the thing. And let me I'm let's be let's try to refer a little different. <laughs> The Milwaukee Bucks just won a championship, right? Yeah. Right? The narrative <laughs> yeah. was that Giannis stayed in Milwaukee to deliver a championship, right? Yeah. The whole thing about the league was people have to join up with each other just to win one ring. But oh. the, narrative, the narrative is that Giannis stayed, and he did it, even though he had a team around him, but he stayed to do it. So, more people are respecting to that because, he went through the mud to do this that and the other he is who he is it's not like he's putting on a front for anybody Correct. Correct. so now I'll bring it back to the wrestling spectrum look at Roman Reigns I'm not saying this is how he is in person or in public on a daily basis because most people sit there and say he's really a good guy in person however it's not like he's now being this guy where it's not believable He's acting like a legitimate asshole. And I believe that some people are legitimate assholes. <laughs> so when someone's being organic and they're showing parts of themselves of this is who they are or this is who they could be, instead of something where it's like, oh, okay, you could wrestle in a ring. Yay. What else can you do? You see what I'm saying? It's like after a while, this thing is still. It's like they can watch basketball and everybody goes crazy for a dunk, right? Yeah. But right. all you could do is dunk after a while, and you've been in the NBA for five years, and all you're doing is still dunking, now you got to switch something up. So this is what has he switched up for him to really be with the crowd.
3: Right, right. There's still the fundamentals that you still have a team behind you, and yeah. everybody else needs to be a part of that shit. That's how you win. But dunking is cool. That is the icing on the cake. But still, we need some points and three-pointers on the ground. And that's why
4: when, you, when we look at the shield, it was the same thing with Evolution. When it was played out on TV that Randy Orton was supposed to be the diamond in the rough. He was supposed to be the one. And mm-hmm. the, person that they, the, the person that got the shot first, mm-hmm. they said it themselves. They said that was supposed to be Randy Orton taking on Triple H at WrestleMania. Mhm. Batista because the crowd told the management this is the guy we want. Mhm. So and 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 look how long it took with with Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan with whichever one mm-hmm. you want to call him. They did all those things and he kept drunk jump, jumping, hurdle, hurdle, hurdle and it made his victory a lot sweeter. I go back to the shield because on TV People said, okay, the best wrestler is Seth Rollins. The promo guy is Dean Ambrose. And the guy with the look is Roman. Mm -hmm. The heavy. The heavy. That's how they played it on TV. Now look at where we are now today. How everything has changed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Whoa, that changed so fucking (laughs) much.
3: Holy crap. (laughs)
4: Woo. It's crazy now, man.
3: You got Seth Rollins... Coming out like a Batman villain, and I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna fault Ra- uh, Drip Drip Rollins. They put the Drip Drip name on the Raw motherfucker. One, <laughs> so that was that. But he he co- he shows up, he yeah. wrestles, he does promos. I'm like, holy shit, complete package. And that guy,
0: mm-hmm.
3: Ralph Roman Reigns, suffering succotash to literally being a mafia boss.
2: <laughs> yeah acknowledge me and people are literally chanting his name when he had that chant in the garden i said that's it it's that's over if it. you want the garden
3: if you got it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's <laughs> a general rule if you win in the garden you got the audience right. behind you you're good bro you're goodie and you- nah your merch is selling don't worry about it bro and yeah. that's the th- his merch is
2: literally selling like i just went on there and like sometimes i go on his merch just to look to see if there's anything new acknowledge me t-shirt sold out you that know what's t- interesting t- you, you, know,
4: you, you know what's interesting I, I'm, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we got the shield in here you know who, who is the standard bearer as far as what told us what was going to happen with each of these characters now that I think about it Ambrose, Brock Lesnar that's true because oh. Brock wrestled all three of these guys mm-hmm. huh. now look who's wrestling him again real soon
1: Mhm, you're right.
3: Also, look look at who's the only one that never gained the W. There you go. <laughs> Ambrose had that whole hardcore match. I don't know why he brought a chainsaw out <laughs> to support it. Remember the the go home show? That was a bit weird. It's like, a, or he had it like was a trolley of fucking things to have. It's like, all right, bro, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? And it didn't even last that long. It was very dry.
4: Yeah. And, and, and it was well, because Seth it,
3: Rollins come out. Seth Rollins got the W.
4: Right. has got
3: the
4: W. Romans got the, Romans got the W and more.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: It's like, what do you gain from it? Roman gained so much from doing this thing with Brock. It's like, wow, you know. So it's like, it's like, it's like a complete change around. Look what, look what John Moxley had to do. John Moxley not only had to go to AEW, he also had to go to New Japan. hmm
3: His, his time in New Japan, I think helped a lot. Yeah. With how he is now, because yeah, yeah. by being He's in New Japan, cool. it helped him, it helped him gain a better sense of, how can I make, because if you can make a Japanese audience pop,
4: Exactly. You're, you're good. Because
3: yeah. Japanese audiences are very respectful, they stay quiet. Yeah. It's not quiet in a bad way; it's quiet out of respect. And exactly. Applaud afterwards. They were popping for him during his matches, and Never then how, the applauding, standing up for his matches afterwards. Because, like, yo, this is hardcore stuff we wanted to see, and he did it. So, uh, yep.
4: Yeah.
3: And how, man, how do you compete?
4: How he do you How do you compete in the G One? And still come to American TV television. The G one is a full balanced breakfast.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: (laughs) You got to be a different type of beast to do that. Well, Duck, you want to
3: say something real quick? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I don't think I I
2: don't know if I can agree with the idea that that's something he necessarily had
3: to do. I think
2: he he had to go to Japan. I think it was great that he did go to Japan, but like, I don't think he had to do
1: it. Like, man. It just His character never
4: could really display it. I think he but, wanted to prove himself as a wrestler.
2: I think so, too. And I mean, for that purpose, yeah, I'm glad that he went. But like, on some like, yo, know, he had to go to learn some things. Right. I don't know if I can agree with that. I do agree. He did go to prove himself as a wrestler because if you know, you know. And that man is a whole technical machine. It's just that he did. It. That's the thing. He just doesn't show it, or he never had a chance to show it. But, like, he already had the necessary skills. It's just that his character and shit just never made any sense to do it.
0: Yeah,
4: the whole pooper scooper thing that Vince wrote for him.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: he, he hates you know, he, he attacked the entire authority with a hot dog cart, and I'm like, I mean, is this what y'all doing? Is I- what y'all doing now?
2: I think when he went to Japan, he went to go find his love for wrestling again, to be honest. I agree. At that point, when he left, yeah, you have the whole pooper scooper. You have the gas mask. I like the jacket that he had, though. It gave yeah, me trouble. Exactly. Exactly. That was fly. That was That's fly. That was a fire jacket. He had to <laughs> sit there and cut a promo on Roman about having cancer. And he did not want to do that shit at all. Nah, no, he didn't. And it didn't even really get him heat like Vince thought it would. So because they know that, like, come on, that's like one of the things where it's like assaulting our challenges. You know at the end of the day that them boys are tight. Come on, exactly. And when he was coming back, there was going to be a reunion regardless. So it was like how even try to play it off like, oh, well, yeah, we're just going to say this. It's over. So my thing is just that when he went to Japan, I think he went to go find his love for wrestling back. Then that's when he went to AEW because when AEW just started at that point too. So I think he did that just to find that release. He said, "All right, let me step back, go to Japan." Because what other wrestling place could you go if you strictly want wrestling? New Japan is the place to watch. That that's it. Like you don't need, you don't need any crazy
4: storylines. Nope, they you just wrestle. Need, they just go in there and wrestle. And I love the fact that he engulfed himself totally in it, especially. When he had a young lion under his wing, uh mm-hmm. Shota, mm-hmm. Shota went with everywhere that he went. And it's crazy because Shota was supposed to be teaming up with him again. Everybody was waiting for that reunion to come when Mox went back to Japan. But Shota was uh, he was nursing an injury and right. Shota, Shota put out a tweet where he was like for his birthday, Moxley gave him. What is that what is that saying what is that uh death rider on, on the jacket or something mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. it was Death Rider. That's that the finisher. Yeah, he gave him he gave him a custom-made Death Rider jacket. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I was like that's, that that's so cool, man. But yeah, like you like you said, John had to find his love for wrestling again and when once he found it Boom! Back in AEW, good to go. You could you could feud with Kenny. You can you can do all these things. You could get yourself in there, take the title, become champ. Like it was just a whole three sixty for
2: him. Hmm, something he needed too.
4: He
3: needed, and it. and then he got the fuck over.
4: He did. <laughs>
3: he did. <laughs> I mean, I mean, regardless of not at AEW, he would have gotten the fuck over. But yeah. with New Japan and the demo and the. You know, the audience for AEW, what do they watch also? New Japan Wrestling. So it goes hand-in-hand, what we were discussing a lot earlier. And it definitely helped Moxley just be like, when you see Moxley, you know there's an whooping coming, along with Eddie Kingston. And it's just a beautiful thing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love this. Let's go. Yeah. So getting yourself over... Getting yourself the fuck over, like Duck said, as we say, Duck goes bang. Right. Um, it takes it takes the effort. You gotta be in there, you gotta be in the ring, you gotta show something. You can't also weirdly, if I feel if I may, I just feel like at times you gotta have some kind of finisher that does get the crowd go. Like, oh shit, he's gonna hit this. You right. You know what I mean? Like Death Rider, he sets it up. You're like, oh, he got it. Oh, he didn't get it. The one wing angel. Oh, he's gonna get. Oh, he didn't get it. <laughs> like you know, like you got. You can see it coming. If it's a out of nowhere finisher, obviously you're gonna have a lot of people like, yo, what if he hit this shit? Like Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson with the running knee. I don't even know if he calls it anything. Right. So you know, other things to, to get V-triggered. yourself over. Huh? Is it V trigger? No trigger.
1: V trigger.
3: That B-trigger? Tr-
2: B- B- <laughs> yeah, not- the B-trigger, <laughs> B- man. The B-trigger, it- oh. yeah, <laughs> Oh, no. B- trigger to the B-trigger to the S-trigger because Seth started doing the same fit.
4: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I
2: remember when <laughs> Seth was doing that as a finisher.
3: Wow, that was Yo. a wild when these
4: people, when these people start taking each other's moves, man, like you guys remember when Michelle McCool would do the Styles Clash? <laughs> yeah,
3: she.
1: Oh, <laughs> that shit
4: was hilarious, bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or um, what was Sean Spears' finisher? Is one of AJ Styles' setup where he does like the it starts off like the FU, but then he does a neck breaker onto the knee, and I'm like, that's your that's a that's a setup for AJ Styles.
4: Y'all can't oh do this the shit. Um, right, right, right. That's the Ushi Garoshi. Yeah. Yes,
3: yeah. and I'm just like, and then all of a sudden, everybody else is doing it, and I'm like, "Are oh, y'all yeah, can't be doing this shit? Stop!" <laughs> like, <laughs> that
1: shit. Everybody started
3: wind up doing everybody's finishes or setups, and I'm like, "All right, come on, this this isn't pro wrestling on Nintendo. We can't be doing pile drivers all day." <clears throat> and a good you finisher
2: say says you,
4: <laughs> and a, and a good finisher is what also helps because guys we've grown up watching Shawn michaels right mm-hmm. when that super kick hits you you're going down mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it <laughs> and the fan couldn't wait it. for it he won so many matches so many titles and like that was that was the move you know when you got hit with that move you're out of here so it's like the need for a good finisher is also another one when brett put the sharpshooter on you you're tapping or you're quitting you get hit with a super kick you're going down the stone cold yes. thunder you're out of here so it's like that is another thing too that's missing from the game that one wing that that one wing angel and they and they played it on tv once kenny hits you with that move you're not getting out of there
3: you no. out of that? it's a miracle so protection of finishers does oh, add, that adds to helping the character oh, yeah. getting over. Who, who do you know even has kicked out of Baron Corbin's fucking end of days? Mm. No one. right? You know, right. The bad thing is he, he, he just keeps changing characters and then he... I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if he connects with the audience as well. But he has a great finisher, thankfully. So he has something to fall back on. RKO... The-
2: I can answer that question. I was in the bathroom. Ooh, okay. The superhero himself, John Cena, was kicked out of the end of days. <laughs> <At summer, laughs> That's what I was going to say. I feel like somebody. That's SummerSlam. Of
3: he did kick out of that move. Yeah, he did. That's SummerSlam. Oh, no. I'm wrong. And I apologize to the audience. The- Holy shit. The I thought it was
2: not think. I think Roman kicked out of it also. I'm not sure, but I think Roman kicked out of it also
3: either he kicked out of it or some bull some shit happened i just remember being super protected and it kept corbin really good and keep going honestly and you know who really liked
4: him especially in the beginning when he was coming up kane mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah ain't uh, an undertaker really li- they they, they kind of took him under their wing and and they said you know what this guy here he's a he's a, he he's smooth he 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 doesn't hurt anybody but like you guys always mention it's that character change over and over like now okay you got happy corbin
2: oh god
4: what's 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 a, what's the what's the happy corbin i mean we saw bum corbin we saw corporate corbin we saw all the wait, wait wait
3: wait 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 it god. wasn't it wasn't bum corbin it was a bum ass
4: corbin <laughs> <laughs> they should have stuck with that shit bum- for longer <laughs>
3: Bum-ass Baron Corbin.
2: And that could have turned into the ultimate baby face right there. Cause everybody has been, it's one of those things where I sit there and I was like saying before, if you could relate to a wrestler. Yes. You now to me, I was like, it kind of don't make sense because this man's getting paid some good bread to sit there and do this shit, but whatever we could relate to it. Cause there was at a point where everybody here had a bank account when the dollar sign was at zero. Amen so the fact or negative or negative but amen to that yep from now i got somebody that can relate to that we like damn i feel this pain because i had to sit there and wait two weeks for a check or i didn't get paid so i had to wait two more weeks for it plus where i was old and then have to sit there and go through the bullshit of it getting taxed so that was a character that they could relate it turned into the ultimate face because we all heard that pop when he was about to sign that shit against Roman Reigns for SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. He got a pop. He got popped for. So who... Right. Who doesn't love an underdog story? And there you go. And then you talk about, oh, shit, he gonna face Roman out of all people? Like, this Roman versus this Corbin? Like, you know what? This shit might be interesting. Because now it's like, okay, we know he may not beat Roman, but if he could beat Roman, he changed his fortune? It's like, oh, damn. Like, yo, you give us something to relate to. That's what made Daniel Bryan's story so magical. And I use the word really magical in that sense because, it's like, yo, this dude went from literally being told you don't look the part. You don't have the skills. You don't have this. And yet he still went and did it after people told him that he couldn't. Look at Kofi Kingston. You know? Man, the first yeah. title. And then you got people like, yo, you've been long overdue for this. So you give us these um, relationships. We all happy and sad. You know what
4: Shawn Michaels regrets? He said during the whole Daniel Bryan thing, he he wished he got to wrestle him.
0: Mm. Sean
4: Sean wishes because you know Sean even told him, you guys remember that? No, you can't do it. And you know, you know the story with Daniel and Sean. Yeah. Sean mm-hmm. guy that. You did. So how fitting it would have been to have the student versus the teacher if Sean was still able to go? He could have added to that. And it would have been – they could have – because you saw, they kept milking this Daniel Bryan can't win the big one. They kept mm. putting the hurdle on him until WrestleMania. So just imagine if he was able to wrestle Shawn at a Survivor Series or a SummerSlam leading up to it.
3: Hey, listen, there's a lot of Saudi Arabia still to go, so.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: go. That Saudi money is really good,
4: you know? I mean, I mean it got to be for the Such brothers that they're going to take on
3: DX
2: you know a lot of people complain about Saudi, but it's like damn and people say oh they shouldn't go there they don't deserve it. they shouldn't go there because blood. i said this That so you mean to tell me this same country that's built off that same blood money we deserve the shit oh
3: shit
2: i said so <laughs> oh, shit. it's like peaches of cream over here in the u.s.a so, <laughs> right, yeah, I and, acting like shit is sweet over
3: here, bro.
4: Right, exactly. So, but it's blood a-
3: money going around in some form of fashion every damn time.
4: It's no, it's no cheap party over <laughs> here. But, but, but looking at that, you know the biggest match uh, the, uh, that, that's going to get the crowd real hype is is crime on crime. I'm talking about Mansoor and Ali. <laughs> he's on oh, with shit. <laughs> oh, shit! I if that's these papers yeah, those guys, my, those guys. My are...
3: wife, my wife was checking Mansoor out yesterday. Like, yeah. he's handsome. He's a handsome guy. He could go. Yeah. I honestly just... see. Look at that. He's like, oh, why can't he get a push? Why get him a push? Damn. <laughs> I'm like, all right, listen here. Wife. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do all that. Stuff. But I agree though, because man Mansoor is uh is amazing. He he did have a undefeated streak and then it disappeared because of Sheamus, And it was like Why
0: did
4: y'all do that? Like what the fuck yeah, is the point because, that? Because because he got over over there. He 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 beat Sorrel mm-hmm. over there. And the crowd, it's like they couldn't okay. We're gonna bring him here to the States. We're gonna put him on. And it's, now it's like now what do you do? You take away the mystique of him and then and, and and then you pair him with Ali. And people were upset. I was upset too when they split the team with Ali. Yeah,
3: was a, it was a it was a great something. dynamic. They could have um, did yes. They should have stayed. If you're gonna do the odd couple thing. It worked. That would have been the best one to actually keep going with the, with the thing. And you didn't even have to have a match at, uh, at Saudi Arabia. You could have just kept going with it. Maybe they have a tag match. Maybe something breaks down during that tag match. And then all of a sudden, the, the Saudi crowd is like, what are they doing? Like, do it there. Now you have the Saudi crowd wanting to watch what's going to happen hey, next.
4: You know what? You know what? They got the tag team title shots at Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Over there, yeah. What a match that would have been, especially with the crowd participation.
3: And yeah, the Saudi crowd's pretty loud, actually. You know, they, they are. They get involved. They get involved. They, they you, are see, you see the little kids. You see the little kids on their tablet. Like, I don't know what this is. I'm on my TikTok <laughs> or whatever the fuck. That's fine. But the adults are all into that shit. They're like, "Wow, what is it?" Like, you gotta appreciate. That- yeah. Yeah, you can call it blood money, right? But then you gotta appreciate the fact that they are super into this sh- wrestling. They are like, wow, oh, we don't really have this you know, we don't have indie things and talent doing this. So uh to say that with the Saudi money it's it's uh whatever. Um like, that yeah. Well that could go to the next thing. If you guys have any what do you guys feel like you have as predictions for okay. the Saudi Arabia pay per view?
1: Goldberg is
2: winning unfortunately.
3: Say it again.
2: Goldberg is winning unfortunately. That's that bullshit right there. Goldberg's
4: beating Bobby. You yeah. know You know,
2: this storyline... this storyline's so fucking dumb. I, yeah. I'm sorry, I have to go off. So let me get this straight. You getting your ass whooped by Bobby Lashley, rightfully so. You sat there and bossed your knee injury like you botched everything else. And now all of a sudden you acting like Bobby Lashley literally sat there and went and just attacked your son for no reason. Yeah. So I'm two goddamn months ago, you mean to tell me you didn't see none of the tape where your son jumped on his back? Exactly. Like you see this, the shit that I'm talking about where WWE kind of insults the intelligence. Like any man or any person who has someone jump on their back is gonna get the chance to fling them off and yoke their ass up. That's what Bobby did. And you're acting like this man just literally went and just yoked up your son for no reason.
3: MVP Bobby was left. right. Bobby Lashley should have shown from footage of when fans got their asses whooped. This is what happens when you jump in the ring and you're not a wrestler like me. And it goes and it goes
4: to show you the face and the heel. Bobby's a heel. He did what he was supposed to do. This goes back to WCW Nitro when Sting got betrayed by WCW. He comes in the ring. He's, 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 he's the silent crow gimmick. Rey Mysterio jumps on his back. Sting flicks him off, and then he looks at him, and then he leaves the ring. Rey goes to the commentary desk and said, Hey, guys, Thing wasn't trying to hurt me. He did what he was supposed to do if anybody jumped on his back. So this garnishes sympathy, saying, Sting is not a bad guy. We don't know where his allegiance is, but he's not a bad guy because he did what he was supposed to do. If
2: anybody jumped on his back, as yeah, anybody would when they back, like someone jumped on, my, like one of the kids at work jumped on my back today, he that got it over. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, that's a school set. Yeah, that
2: little jump on my I'm back. About the dog. I don't care. <laughs> i like yo, you jump on my back, Ooh, so I'm gonna flip you. off I don't know who's trying to fuck me up, and we outside and it's dark outside. I'm like, yo, you jumping on my back now? Nah, you gonna get flipped? I think the big question is how
4: long is this match gonna be? It better not. <laughs> what? It better not. Goldberg, we don't Goldberg, oh, <laughs> we, know Goldberg. Wow. we know Goldberg, can't give us that that much time living in the ring. So it has to be done quickly,
3: <laughs> and it's a no status- match. It's no holds bar, but the saddest thing he's okay. in interviews and said, "Oh well, you know, I just gotta, I gotta make sure to hit my spear and my finisher as quick as possible." <laughs> and it's like, because I'm older, and I'm like, "Fucking retire."
2: <laughs> Wait, Fuck. let's let's address <laughs> this part. Let's address this part when he said this. Said that gives me a license to kill you, a white man.
3: going
2: to that. Dude. Wow. You know what I mean? And uh, this God, fucking
3: I know you climate? got some
2: shit to say. <laughs> oh, I said, yo, man. come on now. Uh. Right. I said, he didn't just say that. Hear <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Bro, that shit pisses me off. I don't give a fuck about none of that other shit. In this goddamn climate, and on top of that, he put too much soul into that shit. He enjoys saying <laughs> that shit. They got to kill what do you mean? You got the license to kill, my guy? But you know, sit your meth-headed man. Listen, bro. That shit bothered my soul for so many reasons, and I
3: fucking hate it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but he I said it. it. <laughs> he said it, and then it's a fa- simple fact that Bobby Lashley brought it back up, and the crowd got quiet. They were like, "Wait, maybe he got a point though." <laughs> like, like, hold on. Yeah,
0: he
2: uh, said <laughs> like, that's yeah, a joke. Hey, bro, you gotta look at that shit a little funny like dog. Like, you said that a little bit too comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, this is your dream, to beat up on a nigger. <laughs> in his, in his <laughs> turn, bro. Like, you know. he,
3: And, I mean, he. Uh, I, can I state this without getting bullshitted on my pod, own podcast? Goldberg he is. I'm um, from Jewish descent, apparently so I, I don't know man, like what's going on here, man? Watch this podcast get fucking demonetized or fucking destroyed or wrecked I was like oh, are we God. gonna get are we gonna get a new smackdown women's champion?
2: Oh, no you a, a raw women's champion that's the best better question
4: okay well you know if 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 bianca could do it i'm I'm more than happy, but now we got you know we got Becky bianca, and Sasha, so mm.
0: hmm.
3: I think in Saudi, they're in for a really good match. I mean, there might be some botches here and there because a three-way match, usually you have to communicate a lot better from what I'm told from uh, our previous indie partner, Dashing D. Uh, It's harder to communicate because you have to, like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, you're going to do this, and I'm going to hit this. And it's you can lose communication very easily in these matches. And then hopefully they don't. But again, Saudi Arabia is very, very appreciative of the wrestling.
4: Oh yeah. Cause, uh, it goes to SummerSlam. I want to say was that 1999 when it was triple H mankind in Austin. You, you oh. got, you guys remember when Austin got caught in the ropes, with his with his knee braces, yeah. Wow. So, so, yeah Oh, wow. So Triple H had to stall <laughs> by like beating up Austin, like trying to get him out of the ropes at the state. So he kept pounding on him, and then Mankind was in the corner. I think Mankind was in the corner laughing while that was going on. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean it was something to do on the
3: fly, so you're right. It triple threat very hard. Well mankind has been known to be <laughs> Yeah, that's so fair.
2: How
4: are you at the quarter quarter of laughing?
3: <laughs> like Crazy. you guys you were at the beta. Know, all right, over. you know, do you know why he was probably laughing? He was like, "Well, I got I got caught in the ropes and my neck was in there, so y'all deal with that shit." <laughs> Crazy part was that was my spot. Bitch. My <laughs> I, I would be laughing my ass off too.
2: I would be laughing my ass off in the corner, like, "Yeah, hey. go ahead, Austin, All right, get you, your ass out of there." Yeah,
4: how you get how you get caught in the ropes, man. <laughs> um, match of the night, though, I feel. <laughs> oh, fuck. it right. might be sense that.
2: Hell, if it's done stun- right. I agree. Oh, I agree. I
3: hope Seth wins, bro. I need some fucking wins in this (laughs) (laughs)
1: league.
3: Well, care to explain? (laughs) Care to explain? (laughs) Care to explain, Duck, a little bit about that point system that's going on?
2: So basically, so basically, right? It's based (laughs) on wins and who goes against like champions, and if you go against other people, right? None of my people, for whatever reason, is getting fucking booked. So I'm just out here just taking fucking L's every week because niggas is being lazy. Don't you know what happened? You know what happened?
4: You know what happened? And, and, and we said it. The Lucha Bros had one of the craziest matches in their, in their career against the Bucks. So they had to uh. stay off. They had to stay out of the ring for a while. But if and they recover from that shit, <laughs> they had to recover. Bro. They had to hey, recover. Yo, I'm
2: like, dog, I'm not like yo i bet i got the intercontinental champion and yeah. i ain't even doing shit. It's like, <laughs> what is going on <laughs> they're, bringing, they're
4: bringing nakamura and boogs out and then and, and, and like they're performing where's the in-ring work right oh
3: that was that was mind-boggling hey we're gonna bring them out to to dance around I right, they gone now like yo what the fuck <laughs> Yo. Naomi,
2: has, Naomi has gotten Beyonce. Beyonce has gave the nod to fucking Naomi. Guess where Naomi's at? Thank you. Nowhere to be Thank fucking you. found. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Losing to Sonya DeVille and, and Shayna Baszler? Oh, right. right, right. Bro. <coughs> Why? Yo, I'm just over here. Just, All right. Yo, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to just sit this shit out till next season, bro.
4: You could, you could. It's gonna oh, pick no. up, brother. It's gonna right. pick it, up. Brother.
3: It's gonna. It's you're gonna get your points. Listen, uh, what they're discussing. If you're part of the Facebook group World Wrestling Alliance, please join it. We do pod. We're doing the podcast right now. We have everybody promoting each other. We have the, the wrestling. Oh my god, what is it called? Fantasy wrestling league and stuff yes. like that. Yes. Also, we do. Uh, we do try to do once the new games come out. We actually try to join each other and then actually have matches online. Whenever yeah. the new game comes out, when the fuck that happens, yeah. I about, I March.
4: I think March it comes yeah. out.
3: So, yeah. we, uh,
2: March. so with the new game. So with the new game, it actually that's what I was gonna speak on. The Fantasy League is a spin like the, that we're doing is a spin-off of that. But like the Fantasy League is basically we make our own characters and we my nigga, why would you walk out in the middle of the street? Fucking crackhead, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm <all> that,
1: <laughs>
2: no. So we pretty oh much um, have a we can, you know, we're going to get to a point where we can challenge each other, have all that fun and, and play online and play you know, play as each other, but mostly it's all computer based simulator. Put your shits up to 100. And yeah. kind of go from there. There is a booking team you might lose for reasons, but like, it's to boost up a story for the greater good. But ultimately, computer generated. We talk shit in promos, and we let our characters just go at it and have some great matches. Hey, um, hey, 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 yo, Rod, man! One of the
4: best, one of the most fun was when you mm. and I was a tag team, and I turned on Young Cannon. That was great, man. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. That's <laughs> shout out to my boy Pedro. Um, Pedro Mendoza, he's in the World Wrestling Alliance, battle rapper from Chicago. He was under me as nice. my protege, and then in the tag team match, you're a genius. I don't know how you did this. I turned on him, we were tag team, and I put him in the sleeper hole. <laughs> <Boy. laughs>
3: it was great. <sighs> See, it gets like that, and you know what? If you want to join in, guys, just ask us for a join in on the Facebook group. Maybe you could just join in the podcast that we're doing right now, and you'll be with us, Clutch, Rainbreaker, Duck Goes Bang, Rim Rock, and then always Pat Lee of Pat Lee's Cooking. He's not with us today.
2: He's He's cooking something.
4: He's cooking cooking something. He's he's Uh,
3: cooking something. Hey, speaking of cooking,
4: cooking, who's going to win the king of the ring?
2: That's a good
3: question.
2: That's Woods. That's Woods. Both if, guys need
3: the wins, guys. All right, wait. If if I have to say anything, I want Woods to win. There's a more of a there's more of a story if he wins. He starts gloating, he starts prancing around, you know, um biggie and you know, he he starts like pushing it like he's like the shit cuz right. he won. Against a former Universal Champion, Finn Balor wins. Now you have not Prince Devitt, but you got King Devitt, kind of in a sense. Yeah. But Prince, yeah. Prince, a King Balor, and maybe that will push more of the demon gimmick of Demon King that <laughs> Seth was pushing before. Remember that whole, he, that was a whole Raw segment. He said it like a thousand times it was annoying as fuck. But he could be the demon king if he wants to. And maybe change his fucking character and then be a fucking asshole heel. And then I'm not right. mistaken. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. I was going to say, if I'm not mistaken, Finn, like, the baller
2: is a demon king. That's what it means. Bro, mm-hmm. it's literally, it's literally you know, I'm sorry. The name is stupid as fuck, if I'm being honest with you. Finn is the hero. Finn is the hero. Baller is the demon king. What the fuck, man? Like, are you battling yourself? Like, I never understood <laughs> the purpose of the fucking name. Like, either you're going to be the hero or the villain. Like, which one is it, bro? You can't be both. Oh, did he? Oh, oh Lord.
3: Well oh, yeah. well 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 Bray Wyatt he turned his persona as a I am a good guy, I'm a nice guy, Mr. Rogers, and I'm also this complete fucking demonic Satan motherfucker that will kill you. And he made that work. Yeah, but, but at
2: the same changing. time he never Yeah, but at that same point, like he never ever was like I'm the hero. I'm the villain. Like, yo, like, the whole story is <laughs> Finn, killed, Finn
4: killed Balor. Like, huh? But like, you know why? what? If he could win the King of the Ring, I would, if, if I'm booking it, I'm going right for Nakamura. Because he's the former king, and, and, and Finn is the king. Hey, you, you got some New Japan roots, things, and stuff like that. That would make an a interesting story and put the title on the line while you're at it.
2: That is true. However, I don't believe that they he needs to win the king of the ring for that mess to happen. That's one. And two, Finn is on Raw, Shinsuke's on SmackDown. That's true too. So, right? that doesn't, so honestly, I think it would benefit Woods more because one, it gives Woods a little glimpse of his solo run at this point. Right. Right. Two, I, even though I'm not saying because he was pushing it, but at the same time, if you look at a pattern lately, and you look at what's been going on now, ever since Vince kind of realized that black athletes are actually talented, <clears> you <throat> see where.
1: <laughs> you... Sorry to laugh at that. It's, it's true. It's true though, because it it's took a as long ass as as time. Like,
4: they had to jump <laughs> over. I mean, they. I mean, they got to jump over hoodles and 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 hurdles, man. Like it's crazy with the black athletes. What the hell they got to go through, man.
2: Yeah, but you look at the first time the title changed hands between two black athletes. That was history right there.
3: That's never
2: happened before. And you look at Bianca having her moment, Sasha and Bianca, two black female athletes, main eventing WrestleMania. That has never happened before. So when you look at it from this perspective where he's like, oh, shit, these people are actually talented. <laughs> you know, it's it's not surprising oh, when Hey, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, look whoa. What are you people. <laughs> <laughs> I said shit. these I said these I said these people. Oh, that's, that's you feel worse. People, you, you, people these people, you, people. You, you people are such good. Nonetheless shit. though, it's like but still, you know, at that point, Woods winning if he made it to the finals was normally, if this was any other case. Woods wouldn't have got off the first round. That's like, it, it Woods is going up against Finn Balor. Like, even though Finn hasn't been utilized like he could have been or should have been, that's still a big match for Woods. To go very, up against, especially as a single star, going up against... Actually, no, Lashley was one of his biggest ones, but... For him to go up against Finn Balor for the king of the ring hopefully woods could utilize it because woods will actually have the character and the persona to actually utilize that gimmick.
4: And you know, something, there was a, uh, something online about the, the best and worst Kings and and had a valid point. So it's like, when you look at all the King of the ring winners and who it benefited, it's a, Is it good for a baby face? Is it good for a heel? Like, when you look at all the King of the Ring, like, let me ask you guys, who's your favorite King of the Ring winner and why?
2: Oh, Austin. That's when he really became a badass after that. Austin, he said, I'm going to whip you. I just whipped your ass. I
4: said, Oh, no. Everybody says Stone Cold is the best one.
3: I would say I just love King Booker. Oh, oh man! man. He not—he just sold it. He made it his own thing. He made it Queen Charmel. and oh yeah! How dare I mean, you approach I mean, me I mean, like this? It was like, well, you have a I mean, match. Like, what I like, what I like, you just, you like he just switched up. Yo, and he was so—that was
2: the best part of this booker. He would switch it up from royalty, and he went roller back roller. to the hood. Like, yes.
3: Two seconds. It was like, <laughs> <"What the hell laughs> you time? just say
2: crime time. Jack is one. He said, my wallet, my queen. And He said, <laughs> oh,
4: <laughs>
1: oh hell no.
2: Would you guys like up. to know? I mean, I I
4: mean, would you guys like to know the rankings uh based on this website? I could go quick. Oh right. yes, go ahead. All track. right. All right. Number 19, King Mabel. All right. Okay. 18 is Billy Gunn. Okay.
2: I, hey, forgot, yeah. I forgot he won that shit, but okay.
4: Right, right. Because he got, he got oh, wait, obliterated wait, by the wait, rock. One comment.
3: Happened? One comment with that. One comment with the Billy Gun. One comment with the Billy Gun. What's up? What's up? That was when afterwards they were like, "All right, let's put him against the rock." And, and the, the rock, rock ruined
4: is... that fucking <laughs> head. <laughs> uh, number seventeen, William Regal.
2: Okay.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah.
4: yeah. I'm 16, Sixteen is bad news, Barrett. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, nah, Barry was King of the Ring was lit. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, that was that, that was, was great.
2: Bad news.
4: Um, right, right. I love I love bad news, man. Uh number 15 is Tito Santana. Alright. 14. Was great. Here's a good one for you. Ken Shamrock.
3: <laughs> King King Shamrock, but he didn't rock the King gimmick at all. He did so, not.
4: Yeah. He won. Yeah. He
3: beat The Rock, but he didn't run with it. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, he number- got a he got a he got a title match with Shawn Michaels. If I don't, if I'm not mistaken, right.
4: you you are correct. Yes, he did. <laughs> All right. Uh, number thirteen is Don Morocco. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Number twelve
2: is Sheamus. Yeah, Sheamus wasn't a bad King like King Ring winner.
4: Right, right, right. Uh, number eleven, Ted DiBiase. <laughs>
1: Okay.
4: Yeah. Mind you, this is at the time with like like when Tito won and Ted won. These were during house shows. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It wasn't. It was in the eighties. All right. Okay. Number ten. Number ten is Harley Race.
3: All right. King Harley Race, bro. Right. Number he was nine. the one that really made it seem like I'm the fucking king, bitches. Right.
4: That's it. And this was years after the NWA and everything like that. He had to reinvent himself, and he was a member of the Heenan family. Mm. Number nine is Edge.
1: Yeah, Edge was a good one.
2: Yep. Mm. Number eight, Triple H. Wait, what year was that? Yeah, Triple H won in 98, I think. 1997. Wow. Seven, yeah. Oh,
4: okay, okay, okay,
3: okay.
4: He beat, he beat Mankind in the finals. Oh, okay, okay. Got and it. he refused to wear the crown. He destroyed the crown and scepter in the ring. <laughs> oh. oh uh... Number seven, Brock Lesnar.
2: <laughs> I don't know how to feel about Brock Lesnar. Why Lesner.
4: did you laugh? <laughs> like you giggled
2: in the background. <laughs> oh, no. because,
4: it um... worked for him. You know why it worked? Because he got the title shot right after.
2: <clears throat> yeah, because they were supposed to get title shots after that.
3: Right. Yes but number then six. they they yeah. took away king of the ring after Brock Lesnar won. Now number 6 is my
4: favorite. I mean for, I mean for personal reasons. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's Owen. Owen is number 6.
3: Okay. Wow, Owen man, yo. That when really he put be- him on spot. Bro,
4: when he became the king of hearts, that's it. That was his ultimate
2: gimmick? That was yeah, the That best. was a good play on words,
4: bro. I loved it. When he said from this day forth I want to be known as the king of hearts. I said yes. <laughs> That's it right there, man.
3: Uh, and then he won. He won everybody over with that, man. God did, bless him, man. He did, man. Uh, number five is Kurt Angle.
2: Oh you know, shit! Kurt was an asshole as a king in the ring. I swear, <laughs> <laughs> he was an asshole. <laughs> he was.
4: <laughs> he was a great asshole. Yeah. Uh, number four,
2: King Booker. Look at well. like, top three. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah. Well. well yeah. I, I mean, number three. Number three is Bret Hart.
2: <clears throat> okay. Oh, I can wow. see why.
4: All right. Yeah. All see right. Yeah. <laughs> Get this, guys. Number two, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, what?
2: So only imagine who number one is at this the point. number five. Ooh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> who wrote? Who oh, wrote this fucking article? Who wrote this article? article? <laughs> It's the Macho King, man. He's number one.
3: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's uh, super granted. Once Macho Man won that, you went into Macho Madness before Macho Madness was in WCW. There you go. He became super obsessed with everything. That title, ev- he just became- the cream of a crop. Absolutely. He knew he was better than Hogan and then made Ho- and he shitted on Hogan at any kind of di- little deviant that he could. As he should. Oh.
2: Everybody yes. should shit on Terry at that point. <clears throat> That's right, I don't call him Hogan no more. I call him Terry. That
4: always you know that always bothered me, guys, is that Savage never beat him clean.
1: never
4: he never he never got a pin on the guy. He Perry w- was always able to beat him.
1: The bullshit, and bro. That's
3: the thing. It should have been that should have been his kryptonite. Somebody that was so close to him, that tagged with him, that they had yes. so many matches together that could match him move for move, know him from back and front, and out wrestle the man. Yes. That should have been it. But, unfortunately, they chose the other route because Hulk Hogan had to be Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah. <sighs> Macho was, was champion for one year, and then
4: at WrestleMania Five, drops it to Hogan.
3: He shouldn't have dropped it to Hogan. I think there was another person he should have dropped it to, and I forgot who was on oh, my mind. I mean, this is like 30, 40, 30, 30-something years <laughs> So. At,
4: at, at that time who was, who was up uh, uh, oh, you, are you talking about a baby face or a heel
3: you, uh, didn't Macho Man switch over to a semi baby face kind of thing he, he became a
4: heel because of the jealousy over Elizabeth
3: of course and then we had the epic thing that happened with the fake ass you know, backstage hospital thing and right. he was like flipping shit over and beating the shit out of Hogan. and was like Oh, is this real? (laughs) Like, what's going on here? Macho Man had the the promos. He made it believable, and sadly, some of it was. So, that was a little, you know, a little abuse um, to Elizabeth, sadly, on that. You know,
4: you know, you know, it's crazy. I had no idea how long they were divorced, even way after the fact. When they (laughs) Mm -hmm. did the whole wedding thing, and when they did the leading up to WrestleMania 8. They already been split in their personal life.
3: You gotta see how uncomfortable that had to make her, but I guess she wasn't, you know, like well, we're still gonna pay you. And it's like, uh, <laughs> like this is that is super uncomfortable, but be a part of something very, trying to live your own life.
4: Very, very. I I could only imagine what what they were feeling, and they played it so professional on tv like i i i, I gotta give kudos even after in the days of wcw they still ended up working together still being around each other even when she was dating lex luger oh damn
2: that was crazy now you
4: remember that huh like I see
2: why he'd be pissed off a little bit after that Yo,
4: you're dating you went after the fake hulk hogan <laughs> you're <laughs> dating you're dating lex luger and lex luger is a married man at the time. Yeah, My, oh, like the
3: man.
4: That's so much controversy. Dang they Don't do that to the narcissist. <laughs> the narcissist Lex Luger.
1: <laughs> Y'all shouldn't know a narcissist like that. I
3: mean, I can't disagree with the list. Yeah. I think. I mean, I feel like Stone Cold is still Macho Man, definitely number one. Yeah. Stone Cold. I mean, the list is good in a good
4: order. Yeah, but, right. yeah because because Brett Brett does deserve to be in the top 5 I feel because he had three classic <laughs> matches with well, well, three well, well, different
3: well. opponents. Oh, well, uh, well, what were those opponents? I'm sorry.
4: He fought Razor Ramon in the first round. Oh, right. He fought Mr. Perfect in the second round. Oh. And oh. then he fought Bam Bam in the finals.
2: Yeah, I can see
3: why. Because yeah. you really head head have head to go through. through three different styles. Exactly. On there. Power, technicality, and what Razor was, uh, <clears throat> if you got to say, he wasn't a, uh, like a common wrestler, a brawler almost, kind of, but then also still a technical wrestler.
4: Yes. Razor okay, so doesn't get enough be- credit for his technical wrestling.
3: Because they always just saw him as like a punch, punch, kick, throw, right. blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, did you guys see him wrestle? Like, yeah, he actually knows how to wrestle. This he is... knows how to wrestle.
2: Most of these guys do. Some yeah,
3: of the of They just That shit just don't
1: get... It. Again, Dean Ambrose, those guys, hella technical as
2: fuck. People don't know his finishing move used to be a submission move. But that shit doesn't get... Don't as much. It doesn't get talked about. It doesn't get, like, you know, you always talk about the crazy shit he did. It's the same with Razor. They talk about it. the Razor's ask edge. Anybody,
4: ask anybody about Stunning Steve Austin. Oh. Hey, no. no know that's that. a, wrestler, man. Yeah,
0: Stunning
4: Steve that's a different beast right there, guys. He, he had wrestling matches with Ricky Steamboat.
3: He never disappointed. He never disappointed. Never look at ECW. He didn't oh, disappoint. God. Good wrestler. That's why. Um, so for King of the Ring, we have our predictions in. But yeah, uh, the next topic of discussion, if you guys have time, is yeah. is Kenny Omega from Duck goes Bang. Thank you, producer, my awesome co-host, is Kenny Omega. Good, great champion. As he, as it stands,
1: is it for AEW or New Japan?
2: Duck. I, think, I mean, for this at this given moment, we're talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking overall. We're talking overall. All right, how about this? Let's do an overall, and let's do a separate. True. <laughs> let's do that. Let's make it. Let's make it easy that way. Clutching oh, sound bro. like you're off the rip, about to be off some, like, I don't know. What's your thoughts, bro? Like, I'm going like, <laughs> nah, Kenny Omega, you, Duck, you already know this. Kenny Omega is one of the main reasons why I watched New Japan in the first place. His matches, his matches with Okada were legendary.
1: He, mm-hmm. to me, was
2: one of those guys where even though he was the heel in this case... He was better off trying to chase the title opposed to him being the champion. Like, even now, like, even now, with him being champion in AEW, it feels like it's kind of like I'm watching a Be in the Elite episode on YouTube. The moment he sat there and told Don to 69 him, I was like, okay, I don't know how more serious I could take this shit. But then when I look back, when he was chasing a title in New Japan and he was all guns blazing, like, yo, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to beat you. then when he does finally win the title and he was having these matches with guys like Naito, Kata, I believe he had one against Zack Sabre Jr. I don't over remember. I got to find out who he had matches against. But his matches in Japan were top notch and they were phenomenal because also the guys he was going up against. And Ishi, Ishi as well. Ishii, yo, his matches with Ishi are always my. You're right. Ishi, his matches with Ishi are always my favorites of Kenny, even more so than Okada's. I because they're two I, different styles. Yeah. So when I look at it now versus when I see it, yeah, it's obviously different because now in Japan they don't go by storylines and gimmicks. Yes. Well, they do, but they don't really make it heavy about it. They just wrestle, yeah. and then they sit there and do their post-match interview, and then they keep it Is pushing. So, if I'm going to sit there and rank him, I'm going to say Kenny the great champion. However, he's not. But the way he's being portrayed now. Right. Kind of like, Man, mm, because it's not the Kenny that we're used to seeing. Exactly. So, it's kind of like now it's like a water down. I can't even say it's Triple H-esque. He just took the beard and mimicked that and just like, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. Which is cool. But it's like, nah, this, this, this ain't it. This ain't yeah, it.
4: Yeah, um, to give my assessment on it, I mean, you guys know, I, I love Kenny Omega. I'm a big Kenny Omega guy. I thank Ron all the time for introducing me to New Japan because instantly Kenny was the guy that I looked at. And everything you said is the absolute truth. It was the everlasting quest and hunt to win that IWGP Heavyweight Championship. It's something that he wanted to take, and every time he got so close, it just did not happen. When he fought Okada in that first match, which is, a, which is, a, which is an <laughs> amazing match, and then the story, the build-up, like that last match he had with Okada, when Kota Ibushi asked him, what did you give up to get to this moment? And he looked at him and he said, I gave up everything. I gave up the Young Bucks. I gave up the Bullet Club. I gave up everything for this one last opportunity to get this championship. The story told itself. So that Kenny Omega, the best bout machine, Kenny Omega, his quest, great champion. The guy we have now is good, but it's like, his hardcore fan base w- w- is sitting back, thinking, "Okay, when is he going to be the AEW champion?" It's it's something that we we looked at in the beginning as like, "Okay, well, when AEW first started, Kenny has to be the champion." But it didn't happen. Chris Jericho was the first champion. Okay, great. We said eventually Kenny is going to get it, but we didn't know when. We didn't know how. So I think for Kenny, it's just something. Okay i'm the champion i'm going to embrace being this heel but it's different because i spent my entire time the most of my time chasing the iwgp title here i am in the states and people were wondering what's all the buzz about this guy from japan because people here wanted to wrestle him because they kept hearing his name and he kept getting these five-star matches and they kept saying kenny omega kenny omega now that he's here it's a different ball game because I feel he adjusted his style and his character to cater Back. to the American audience. The Japanese audience is very, very different. Very, yes. very different. Yes. So yes. now yes. you're in the States. You got to do you, – you're catering like you guys mentioned with the Triple H look and everything like that, and that's not the Kenny that we're used to seeing. That's the problem. <laughs> if he brought that Kenny from over there – here like I put up a picture earlier and Ron can attest to this. The Kenny Omega in, the, in <laughs> Japanese versus the American Kenny Omega cutting a promo is a total different person. So <laughs> that's 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 my assessment on he's a he's a good champion but great ah, he was he was great when he was the IWGP champion. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I agree. Um I
2: guess right.
3: So. Well, what I gotta say is what drew me a lot to New Japan Wrestling was definitely seeing like G1s G1s with Kenny Omega Nakamura and everybody like that and like parts of Ishii, of course, God that man is that man is like Ming in Japanese form, apparently Oh yeah so, But, oh, yeah. <laughs> um Watching Kenny Omega then and seeing it felt like he had this determination about him to prove that I can do this. I can outshine. I can make sure. Remember there was this whole thing when they did Kenny Omega versus Okada and I was like, oh, the wrist. Remember the the wrist action that Okada does? Wrist control. Mm -hmm. Once Okada has wrist control. And I watched the match with them, and then Kenny Omega tried always finding a way out of the wrist control. And I was like, "Wow, they really fucking do tell a story in the match." And he was telling the story in the match, and he was doing so much. And then once he got out of the wrist control, he was able to like you know hit the one wing angel, and story tells itself. But Kenny Omega back then. It felt like he was his own entity when I was watching. He wasn't part of all this other nonsense. It was him. And then once he won, you saw all the you you saw his effort and soul into it. And then he you know he felt that win. Now it just seems like this is like some kind of fucking thing that oh right, well, I'll just do it next time or I'll just get the championship another time We're like like. It doesn't feel like it should be as important because it's your first time being the AEW champion. You should be like, as a belt collector, every championship should be top tier regardless. And the simple fact that he had um, his cronies wearing the championship titles, was it felt disrespectful at first. But then I get what he's doing is He's trying to troll people, but then he's following how the bucks troll people. And it did gain Garner heat. I get that. But his, it felt like a lot of his matches almost fell off, in a sense. Because his matches always, in New Japan, I'm sorry, <clears throat> it always felt like they had this whole tier of, and I know Duck, I say, oh, he just does V-Triggers. Yeah, he used to do a lot of V-Triggers back then. But a lot of times he used to bust out a lot of different moves and do a lot of other stuff. He does it at AEW. But I feel like he lost a step.
4: You know something? I'm, glad you, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think I mentioned it in the group. When I was there to watch his match against Daniel Bryan at the, at, at the, at the tennis arena, you know what they didn't put on TV? Mm. The rise of the Terminator. And I got so mad. They didn't put the. Dun, 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 dun. They did, It was. I was there. Was the entire arena
3: fucking did it. Yo,
4: live. Mm-hmm. They did, oh, all right. I, live. You saw it, and I looked yeah, back that at it good. on TV. They didn't put that spot on TV. I said, "Are you guys crazy? That should have wow. been on TV, man."
3: <laughs> that is uber trash. And, oh. oh. Unless there's maybe the issue that they have, like, you know, they can't do the Terminator thing. Got you, got you. Maybe, but, uh, live? Come on, that was so cool. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, you know what I feel like was ruining Kenny Omega? Not ruining, but maybe holding him back or messing it up. Yeah, is it's yeah. Don Callis. I'll give him credit for everything else he's ever done in wrestling. But Don Callis just seems like this whole... I agree with
2: that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Don being there is kind of was giving Kenny his heat because it's true. Because Kenny is the right heat. If he's if, you know because oh, when Kenny was a heel in Japan, he was one of those. I don't want to say it not. He's like one of those cynical heels that. You're like, oh, shit. Like, he's, he just said some shit. Like, when he kicked Adam Cole out the Bullet Club, showed up Ring of Honor, and then the Bucks just smacked him on a super kick. You're like, that's some real top-tier heel shit. Like, he just put a hit on on his own people. That's right. And he was doing so. He was uh-huh. a heel that people fell in love with. A that's true. Right. Where, again, I go back to He sat there, told Don at 69 of him. I'm like, dude.
3: Yeah, that was crazy.
2: I'm like, that's worse than a whole suffering succotash thing that Roman said.
3: <laughs> it is considering worst. considering they did the whole positioning, and then it was like, But that's I have this on live TV right now.
2: And that's my point. So where Kenny was like that cynical heel where he was a loved heel, like I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do for me, whether anybody likes it or not. And when he used to sit there, like when he'll like, you know how they do the lockup and they'll get back on the ropes or something, they are supposed to break. <laughs> he'll just have to do that little light slap and just walk off like nothing happened true mm. like japan him and naito in japan are the only two people that used to spit on people all the time all the time him and naito they had a whole back and forth way just throw in it at each other so i'm like he was a loved heel but now with him being a don Callis, let's be real we all see don Callis. some of us want to spar to kick his ass through five story windows right about now
4: yeah, Don Callis, especially when he gets on commentary, you hear the the, the tone switch. Tony mm-hmm. Schiavone, Tony Schiavone hates when Don Callis comes over there, and they, like they say all these things about him. And it was J-R-P. a good move in the beginning. It was a good move in the beginning when when with Impact because Don is over there. You bring in mm-hmm. Kenny, and people turn over to see what's going to happen. So seeing Don, and, and, and again, like you mentioned, bro. Don is coming out with everybody. He's coming out with the Bucks. He's coming out with Kenny. He's coming out mm-hmm. with... like It's like, Don, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Now.
2: mm-hmm. And that's what Duck made... Him. No, go ahead.
3: I wanted Duck to like just chime in. Because I, you know... Finish y'all.
2: Y'all rap. Finish out, y'all. Stuff. Yeah, I was finish rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that that's what made Kenny was more of a loved heel opposed to... Yeah. It's kind of like I said with Roman earlier. Can we really, at that point, Could we really call Kenny a heel at that point? Like, you see what I'm saying? And plus, in Japan, the styles are different. Where they, they That strong styles is a legit thing in Japan. Facts. They're really, like, to the point where they're smacking, you see the sweat literally flying off their body. You don't see that here. So I agree with... um. And Rain, what you said, like, yo, they have, he has to adjust his style here to oppose what he was doing in Japan. Because Ishii, Suzuki, yeah.
1: oh Sonata, God.
2: Sonata's not really a hard striker, <laughs> but even he has his moments. Evil Okada. Oof. Then you got, uh, you have to deal with Zack Sabre Jr. and his type of style of matchups with the submission. Yep. And then oh, if you, was, was bastard! Shit, you, you had like you had guys that really hit. Str- oh, that point, Michael Elgin was in Japan at that point. Oh man, and that's Rick, a big Mike. ass. Oh bro.
3: wow, yeah, I remember. Damn. No, then he you was, had he's a beast.
2: Yo, then you had Juice Robinson, who's had some strikes and them hits. So it's like you had dudes that really was able to strike. Dudes that was able to really to hit. And you have to adjust that to being more, as I sit there and say, with AEW, you have to be more of an entertainer opposed to a wrestler. Exactly. In Japan, they wrestle. The crowd is quiet. When whoever wins, no matter if they're a heel or a face, they still cheer them because it's a matter of respect. And then, hey. when, and then when we're here, we sit there and see someone do a flip and we chant off like, yay, we just hey, but- do a flip.
4: Hey, but guys, we got to see you. Your boy got to come through that forbidden door now.
3: Y'all uh, know who yo, talking yo, yo, yo,
2: yo, yo. Let me, I ain't never really get.
3: Duck didn't get any. He didn't get the commentary. Do your thing, so. Duck. Do your thing, bro.
1: let go, Duck goes bird. Uh,
2: for me, I'll say this, man. Like, I agree with Chris. He absolutely changed his style in America to fit the American, um, I think it to fit the American uh, market. Yep. Um, it's a bit annoying, but it works. Um, the reason why I say it works is as much as you see people say it sucks, it's annoying, this, that, and the third. You still follow it. You still keep up with. It. You still know what's going on. Even if he was to go into Mexico, somewhere that you never even watched, uh, in Tampa, like or whatever. He goes there, you're going to go follow it. You're going to watch it. You're going to pay for it. You're going to legally look for it. You're going to follow it on Twitter. And then guarantee you're going to try to match next to the, the, the night app. I, think, I, so think, it's got, actually, I say,
3: think it's actually free in the States for some
1: reason. Talk, bro. Hello? No, there. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, we can you. Right.
1: All I'm saying is
2: yes, you, wherever he goes, you're going to. He's, Collecting belts as weird as that sounds it's interesting it's not the first time it's been done but you're following him. on top of that him being here has opened i guess chris was about to get into open that forbidden door so we're now new japan is doing business with these people and we all know about it and we can't wait to see it he's opening doors for things to happen i ain't saying that i like again not saying that that's Nah, fuck that. Nah, and that's pretty dope. That's pretty important. That's pretty big. That's huge. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you had you had a new Japan motherfucker come into another ring after somebody else just defended a title that's not even their title in that ring that's not even part of that company. That's yep. some big huge fit. Like again, like we can feel how he feel about the character, but the moves that he's making is pretty big. So, like, I do agree. Like, I personally think he's a great champion. The gimmick is a bit annoying, but it worked. As m- everybody wants to see this man lose. Everybody's tired of him having a title because he's not doing whatever the fuck he should be doing with it. But it's also getting views and getting eyes and getting fun. We talk Whoa. about him every week. We talk about them every week. As much as we can say we're tired of this and tired of the butts, we follow them every week and we talk about it. It's annoying, but it's so annoying that we keep talking about it.
4: Mm-hmm. Exactly. That used to be the same well, thing exactly. with Roman. Right.
2: And, oh. like, and like, again, we sit there and we say, oh, this person wearing the belt is disrespectful. How I many motherfuckers in WWE wore the uh, motherfuckers belt? Carry that bitch on their shoulder. And like, <laughs> they was the champion when they wasn't. He's seen that plenty of times over and over. But so that ain't nothing. To Crash, you know I'll the career out of that. My point exactly. Crash is exactly everybody's battle. Right. So again, like, it ain't nothing new. He ain't doing nothing new. It's just annoying because we know what Kenny can do. And we've seen what Kenny can do. Exactly. But it's a different market. So we got to think of it like this. Why are we... like, like You got to look at it like this. If we know he can do better... All right, we know he can do better. But if we're going to say, well, he was doing this in Japan, and now that he's in America doing American shit, this isn't it. Why do we give grace to motherfuckers doing American shit that's been doing American shit forever? And yes. at the
4: same time, he just turned 38.
2: Right. There's only old. so
4: much to do now as far as his body goes.
2: Yeah, because it's a different audience that you're dealing with. Like, a, like we just, we all noticed, like we've seen a New Japan show where they're quiet, they're respectful, it could be a heel or a face that way, as long as they see a hard-fought battle, and I think that's just Japanese culture in general, like, if you work harder, you do what you gotta do. Correct. You're gonna get your respect, regardless whether you're a good guy and a bad guy in the ring. And with Kenny, yeah. even though he was the heel, the- he was one of the very few people that would get cheers during the match in Japan. Yes. It's for right. him, yeah. It was Okada, it was Naito, sometimes yep. it was Sonata, and yep. I'm not sure Tanahashi got him, but I'm pretty sure he did. They were the Evil
3: got cheer too. Like, Evo, he, yeah,
2: Evil would have it too. So those... Have, uh, wow, yeah, Ibushi, yeah. yeah,
3: They would get Ibushi. Oh, wow,
2: yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. That, out of that whole roster, it was them seven that would get cheers during the match. When normally in Japan they don't do that, they may clap for a spot that they're like, oh wow, or if it was a close pinfall, correct, they would clap for that. But normally they're quiet, so if you're getting cheered in Japan, when normally their traditional custom is to sit there and watch, observe, enjoy it, and keep it pushing, <sighs> you like, oh shit. So again, Kenny, I agree, Kenny had to sit there and switch up his style, yeah, and all. Oh, of his persona, whatever the case may be, to entertain a wrestling fan base, where let's be honest, where we're never satisfied with what, what, what we get, whether that's AEW or WWE or TNA or Ring of Honor, it doesn't matter. We always saying, "Yeah, this was good," but they
3: could have did this
2: or oh, merch. Yeah, and merch. The, like in New Japan, I've never seen nobody wear no merch in New Japan unless it's Bullet Club. They may have a hat or a.
3: a, a this is Bullet Club. This is
2: Bullet, yeah, it's just, bullet it's Club.
4: Right. is everywhere in Japan.
2: Or, like, or Lost, or Lost, Engonovalis. Like, yeah, Kenny said himself, like that's the only group that rivals ours in terms of popularity. Because Chaos don't nobody wear Chaos stuff. And if they yeah, no. do, it's Okada. How
4: crazy is that? How crazy?
3: <laughs> Look at the group Chaos. How crazy is that that
4: nobody wears the Chaos. Old like,
3: they'll they'll wear. It woman. was. The, Go ahead, go
4: ahead, man. Go ahead, man. I'm with you, brother. They'll wear the Rainmaker, Mm. but I don't see anything else from from, from none of the other guys.
2: Nothing like they might see one stone pit bull shirt or a flag, right? Yeah, but I see
3: the flag or something like that, like some support.
4: And Toriano, that all he does is advertise.
2: That's we see why now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they <need> the <laughs> He's, He trying to sell his DVDs on the
3: love Right, bro. Right. He's a smart one. That's what the fuck's going on. He got
2: Hey,
3: he you. he he beat Okada. That was like two or three years ago or some shit like that. But he beat Okada.
2: When Okada was champion? Oh nah, I gotta see that. No, no, that no, shit.
3: no. It was um it was during a whole uh, it was a whole tournament thing and then he actually like beat Okada. It and must have
2: been the, either the G one or the uh, dash for gold or something, cause I know ain't no way. time. It was dash for gold.
3: But so ain't know.
2: no way any other time Yano's beating Al And beat. Yano could actually wrestle when he's not trying to cheat. He beat Evil. Oh, I'm not surprised him beating Evil. That doesn't surprise me.
3: Yeah, he evil's evil's he. a little different. Evil evil's that as that dude like there's some people who could, you can see just getting that W over him. And he I beat, don't know. how don't was this year, guy. Guy.
4: He uh, actually beat Ishii this year for the first time in the G1.
2: And I know he's scared. This three people he, uh, he is scared of. Y'all scared of Ishii, <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. Yep. And Tomatonga. And Tama Tonga's <laughs> the worst one he's afraid <laughs> of. Oh, God. You know what? Every time
4: he <laughs> sees Tama he don't want to get in that ring. No.
2: No. <laughs> no. No. Nah, Ishii's
3: Ishi, the one that he runs from, like, hardcore. It's like, oh, fuck that.
2: Nah, Ishii <laughs> tolerates him. Ishii's like, I'll tolerate you, but if you fuck with me, I'm going to get you. How are Tama? You? Tama Pride and joy in fucking with Yanu. Like he said, oh, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna face him. He snuck up behind him before. Oh my lord. And yo Yanu took off like a rocket. No,
0: no, 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 chaos
2: compared to bullet cost
1: because
4: Cause you know Nakamura started the chaos. Yes, he did. And look where it's come now. After Nakamura, then Rainmaker. You know he was under Nakamura. Rainmaker took over, and then they would bring in members. Will Ospreay was in there. He left. Jay White was in there. He left and went to the Bullet Club. So it, it, it's so interesting that the dynamic of that whole group. Look at look at Show and yo
2: Yeah, um, is it one of them in um Bullet Club? Yes. I'm getting sick and tired I, of everybody just joining Bullet
3: Club.
4: How did that happen? <laughs> Rapungi oh, three thousand broke up.
3: This falls into the whole Bullet Club NWO discussion we had last time. Yeah. And it's it, it it is blending in now that there's everybody and there's other factions. And did you look up the uh, black and silver like I asked you to before? Clutch.
2: Oh shit, I forgot about that. I ain't gonna hold you, brother. I got three jobs now.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. It's all right. <laughs> now that's when Brett won his other title actually within WCW. That oh wow. It was like Brett joined everybody was in NWO. It was like a little too much. It was like, all right, you guys, and then everybody's in Bullet Club, or there's a bullet club faction left and right. And it's like, all right, bro, you guys gotta tone it down.
4: But you <laughs> know, but you know what? And, 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 and I want to make this point. I'm glad you guys brought that back in here. Because with the Bullet Club, anybody could be the leader. Exactly,
2: Wait. Brett and I'm... Op-
1: what the hell? Right. Because, because,
4: because with Wolfpack and black and white, you know who the leader is. What
2: the fuck? Nah, nah. Yeah. And they call him NWO 2000. Come on now.
4: Right. So it's like, with, 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 with the NWO black and white, Hogan's the leader. With the Wolfpack, Kevin Nash is the leader. How many
2: leaders were in Bullet Club? Uh, it was always one, but like you said, anybody at any given moment could take over, and you never anybody know. Anybody could
4: take over. And that is the difference between Bullet Club and NWO, man. We're
2: going to be honest. We know Tom time and Tonga time really pulling the strings in that motherfucker. He just ain't trying to be in the front line for it.
4: He needs to do that right now. After that win over over Okada, it's all rockets up go from here and now for for him, man. He needs to get in there. Looking at the points of the G1, I can kind of tell who's gonna win block A and block B. Unfortunately, he doesn't have enough, but that win right there can get him there.
2: You know what? That might, and that you know, I think for me, that might be start of somewhat like a little push for him. Because yes. if you win a win over Okada, that's a big ass win. That's the poster boy for New Japan, regardless yes. whether the type. a time or not. Yes. If you can
4: beat Okada, if you can beat Tanahashi, if you could beat Kota Ibushi, that means something.
3: Okay, yeah, because, because they, te- they treated Tanahashi like kind of a John Cena. Or yes, Okada, so. I mean, Okada mm-hmm. as well, almost. Man. Man.
2: Nah, and, was definitely like the Japanese kind of for sure. Yeah, he's, he's, the, ace. he's the,
3: the ace. He's the ace. The ace, in the ace and all, right? Um, or if
2: you could be at a Naito too.
3: Don't forget. Naito. Oh yeah, right. Naito yeah. too. Yeah. Naito, Naito felt like a uh, CM Punk and New Japan to be all the time. Cause he liked to talk a lot of shit, but then he'd just show up in the ring and be like. Prove the motherfucker. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I gotcha. Naito Naito gives me a a, a top tier Eddie Guerrero vibe because he doesn't Ooh. care. He <laughs> doesn't like he he sat there told the ref <laughs> to hold the rope and then he just dropped down and rolls in like okay. Nito's <laughs> in <letting laughs> a care of his own.
4: You guys Great remember hope. he used he used to toss around the IWGP. Yes, kind of shit? <laughs>
2: yeah. yes.
3: Well, I I, I was watching
4: that. Yeah,
2: and he didn't give a, a shit neither. He didn't care about that belt. He said he hated it. <laughs> <laughs> he said he hates right. it. So like a random random tidbit of like New Japan and everything. If you ever wanna see Nianto in the anime,
4: Tiger Man. Oh yeah. Tiger yeah. Man? Oh I gotta I gotta Tiger watch man.
2: that. Watch <laughs> oh, Tiger Man. It's it's good as shit, bro. It's it's good Tiger as shit. Tiger Mask. Man. Yeah, right. it's Tiger Mask. It's about a wrestler who's it's about this legendary wrestler. What well, shit, we all seen a version of Tiger Mask around. But like
0: yeah.
2: he's this legendary Japanese wrestler and this guy picked up the mantle of Tiger Mask and Tiger Mask is in New Japan, so you're going to see Kenny, you're going to see you need to see tom the motherfucker. Yeah,
3: Fowler. Yeah, it's good, bro. Love it's it. Good. Yeah, watching it. <laughs> <laughs> what is this hidden gem that you have found, Duck? What's going on? Oh, is crazy. that on Blurtopia? Did, post, post uh-huh. Did you post that up there too? Huh? Did you post that up there in Blurtopia too?
2: I can, but like, Yo- I, this is like just random nights of being up, like when I was like right. back, back in the day and just was just sitting there vibing and cooling, looking for anime to watch. Like, let me see what this tiger match for the month. Yo, you're right. And I was like, yeah. My- yeah, it's on. A, it's a GIF, and it shows Farley and Kenny and Tom are laughing evilly or some shit like that. It's a GIF. It's so it's funny. It, it's a GIF. I remember seeing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I gotta find this house. There's other wrestlers in there too, bro. Like it's people we've seen in these matches in real life that's in the anime, and it's good, yeah. bro. It's, I'm it's to good. Shit, oh, I gotta.
4: gotta... Rainmaker. Go ahead. Oh yeah. I definitely got to look that up, man, because it's good. It's good to see that, it, especially that lets you know internationally what a, a, a figure can do. I, I I've seen Muhammad Ali in an anime.
3: Yo, oh, Baki. Um, Baki. Yeah, come on. That's I, knew, I knew. I knew. duck. You said the
2: same shit. Yeah, Baki, bro. Hey, yo, they Baki, did my man, Muhammad Ali Jr.
1: dirty, bro. They did <laughs> Muhammad <laughs>
2: Ali Jr. dirty.
1: You got bro. kicked they in the nuts,
3: did, and did, that, dude, that dude, was dude,
1: it. Did, <laughs> did,
2: he probably
3: built this man up to beat the motherfucker to stop Bobby. Bobby he, he washed his ass in two seconds. Hey, <laughs> Yo, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even that they washed his ass, bro. Check this out. So he fought all the other legendaries, right? A lot of legendaries we put <laughs> up a legendary character. and then he beat the ass, except for his brother. I mean, we're we're running into anime territory. If you didn't watch Baki or, watch, or read it or whatever that. So Baki's brother is like this Canadian steroided up fucking dude who's like 8 feet fucking tall. (laughs) Muhammad Ali Jr. gets his ass whooped hardcore. And then all these other legends are like oh let's have a rematch. And the beast the fuck out of him. (laughs) That shit was disrespectful as fuck. And then his own dad like disrespected Muhammad Ali and and that manga. Disrespected his own sight. It was like, but the storyline hit though. Like he was like, I right, yeah, you fucked up.
4: <laughs> yeah, correct, correct.
3: Holy shit! Well, uh, I didn't know we was gonna talk about Baki doing wrestling. Look at that shit. <laughs> well, I mean, he did have wrestling, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, to be fair,
3: Baki did pull
2: off. He did go against a pro wrestler and managed to put this man in a one-legged figure-four leg lock. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, wilding,
2: bro. <laughs> Yo. Well,
3: we had we had our own a uh, uh, version of Andre the Giant too. I think then they call him Andre something or some bullshit.
2: I believe mean so. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man.
3: Yo, wrestling does hit a lot of core within manga, within anime, with New Japan, and in all the states, and then UK. UK loves fucking wrestling. It's oh yeah. What we got to bring to the table now? Is not just the competition. Not just the promos. But what we have to bring to wrestling to these other audiences from all these other countries. Is to show that this is not a carnival fucking act anymore.
4: Exactly. Exactly.
3: This is actual wrestling. This is actual athletes. This should be treated and respected as much not as much, maybe, as the Olympics, but how they are. They train every day. They fucking wrestle every week. That's right. These athletes in the mm-hmm. Olympics don't do that shit. They have to do that one thing, and granted, God bless them, they get the gold, they get the silver, they get the bronze. I couldn't fucking do that shit trying my goddamn hardest half the time, probably. Oh what People need to understand that what wrestling needs to do bring the respect back to professional fucking wrestling and entertainment sports entertainment bullshit if they want to, right? If they want to call it that,
4: yeah. You you could still be a sports entertainer, but what makes you what makes you great as a wrestler? Like you mentioned, legitimizing what being a wrestler is i I remember chris jericho doing an interview saying wcw at the time when they were winning you know because they had real wrestlers yes you had you know you know you got your cruiserweights you got the nwo angle which is the hottest angle but you got those guys like the eddie guerrero's and the dean malenko's and the chris jericho's and all these guys wrestling real hard he said at the time in wwe you had Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Owen Hart. You only had a crop of people that were in there wrestling real hard that focused on the in-ring work. If you focus more on the in-ring work now and incorporate that entertainment, then, then you'll be fine. Like, I've, I've stated in the group plenty of times when we've all had, had our discussions, I just want a good match. I don't care who wins. I don't care who loses. If you give me a good competitive match,
3: I am all for it. I'm happy. I've been a part of that 80s vibe since I was a kid. But I've been able to be a part of because of my cousin. I I wish to have him on the podcast soon enough. Yeah. That a match ended in a suplex. But then I was intrigued through the entire match. Right. I wanted to see how does this end. And what? hey, wrestling hasn't probably hit that note. Walter has hit that note. So that's another <laughs> topic for another discussion. That ch- uh, man. <laughs> yeah. We're hitting a long time on this podcast actually. Guys Ray Ricker. Butch always in there. Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait, wait. wait, wait. You know what I'm about to do. Oh,
3: go ahead. I
2: know. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Thursday night, you will see your tribal chief defeat the beast of card and Brock Lesnar and return back home to Friday Night SmackDown as the reigning, defending, undisputed universal heavyweight champion of the world. So before you go to bed, before you tuck your children into bed and kiss them goodnight, make sure you acknowledge your Ow. tribal chief. Uh, yes, sir, we the ones. Goodbye. Mwah. That's right, Kenny. I'm stealing your shit and good night. Bang. <laughs>
3: How dare you? Because you what I be do like this. Riding, defending, what wrestling champion!
1: To do like that, man.
2: Nah, no, that's that's that's, that's that's a little too much on the top right there. You know, you,
1: that's how he does it. You gotta yeah, do that, like
2: but that. yeah, but Paul would feel assaulted. You know, I just got word from the wise man. I just felt uh, it right, in the air. Right,
3: you right, right, you right. Feel Paul, assaulted. My, oh. Paul might jump on a Discord in nowhere and be like, "Listen, motherfucker, don't you ever dare!" <laughs> yeah, Paul,
2: Paul might feel some type of way that you know you're trying to steal his shit now. Like we can't, we can't yeah. do it. I know I just did it, but you know, but,
3: yeah, but you know, oh, I mean, it works. you now. gonna try to do it too now? Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, he
4: is from New York. Paul is
3: still from New no. York now. Yeah, Jer-
2: Jer- Jer- yeah, See, in this case, I did it because it's for the tribal chief, you know. But you know, the,
3: that 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 all was a right. systemic sir. Uh, all right, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, thank you, everybody. Everybody's been in the podcast. Uh, Ducko's bang had to leave a little early. Rain Burger, two clu- cool clutch, awesome name, always. Thank you for joining War Wrestling Alliance Radio, the podcast that always give the most to our audience. Respect your tribal chief, respect your champions, and that uh, always yes, sir. That we are here for you. You want to <laughs> join us? We got the Discord going, we got the goddamn Facebook growing. <laughs> Hey. If you want to be a part of it? Let us know.
2: And let's okay. go next. Really? Yeah, you know, we can't we ain't we not room for Brooklyn here. Come on now.
3: Uh, I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Later.